Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. We are grumpy, and we've just been old men shouting at clouds before pressing mm. record. I've got a coffee, though, so I'm less grumpy before I had caffeine. I don't know how you get through life without caffeine. Coca-Cola and other fizzy beverage brands. I say that counts as caffeine, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't think you even drank Coke or Pepsi or anything. I thought you were just like water and like the occasional... What do you drink? That vanilla-y stuff? Cream soda. That's the one. I can never remember what it's called. That's because <laughs> it's normally referred to as the drink of champions. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. So this is uh, part four of our Enter the Dragon series, the Daniel Bryan run to WrestleMania Triple X, the sexy one. Um, last week I said uh, that was part three. It was at... Sorry. Last week was part three. I said it was part two. Uh, I forgot about the prequel episode we did. So yeah, this is part four, to clarify. I also feel I need to apologise as well. Mm -hmm. So obviously we are covering, and on our schedule list, we've got all the Monday Night Raws leading up to WrestleMania Triple X when Brie enters the dragon. Mm, Sexy. I have made a rookie error, and I will say this now, and it will become apparent as we start reviewing this episode of the pod. I forgot at this time they had ended the brand split. Ah, okay. Because there's stuff that happens on SmackDown that is useful for context of things we see on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, there's no fucking chance in hell I was ever going to watch Raws and SmackDowns and pay-per-views. <laughs> I mean, I think it's okay. Don't you worry. There, you are, wanna... there are some cool. key things. So obviously, we last saw when you left us on our last episode, which you can visit in our archive at worldwrestlingpodcast.com. Um, yeah, putting the promo in. <laughs> yes. Um, Professional. Yeah, so... Buy a t-shirt, go to Amazon.co.uk, search World of Wrestling Podcast. Our t-shirts are fucking awesome. Boycott LDN Wrestling. They're a bunch of arseholes. <laughs> that too. I, that's why I'm really grumpy. Uh, it's, I, I know we did this a year ago, and we edited a, basically a 40-minute rant from me about speaking out. I'm not going to make you do loads of editing out. But it disgusts me today. The two things that I've... Actually, I've seen lots today, but the two things that really stuck out to me is OTT still not acknowledging anything's happened and exactly a year ago today ott have come out going yeah don't worry about safeguarding policies look don't worry about david Starr. we've got this belt that he used to have and we're selling replicas now buy our replica buy our replicas like oh Mm. lads what are you doing we were so high on your on your show when we covered you know their, their their wrestlemania and it was such a good wrestling show shame it was filled with such a bunch of horrible humans and mm. then speaking to um another chap who does who does commentary and just hearing about some of the comments that he got subjected to by two horrendous individuals it's it's just made me be absolutely disgusted with the uk wrestling scene which is why it's good that we're covering classic wrestling action for 2014 and when we last saw our hero the american dragon brian danielson daniel bryan he'd managed to qualify for the elimination chamber because in a a six-man at the end, it was a shield against Debray, Big Match John, and Lobster Head mm. Sheamus. Please don't call him Debray again. I did it to particularly know that you're in a bad mood. It would get under your skin. Like, I swear I have some form of like OCD, right? I've thought this for a long time. I'm sure I've spoken to you about it. The second you went Debray, <laughs> something in the back of my head just like grabbed my skull and went... <laughs> so- well, um, so obviously we finished Raw uh, with the shield... Mm being disqualified because the Wyatt family attacked Big Mac to John, not uh, Daniel Bryan. 
Well, anyway, over to Smacky D <laughs> to continue to help your skull. Uh, I thought I'd just do a quick overview of what I didn't ha- mind that. I didn't mind. I don't care about SmackDown. I care about Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever. I can handle Daniel Bryan, but like a D Bryan. Well, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing because this episode of SmackDown came from. Mm. Um, the I hunting- care about the story for SmackDown, just to clarify. Just that I <laughs> yeah. have like some affinity to the show. You know what I mean? Like, please continue. So we're 31st of January at SmackDown. We're in the Huntington Center in Ohio. Our commentary team are Maggle and JBL, because obviously at the same time we're having the same teams on uh, each show, uh, they confirm, you know, they go back over the three lads getting it into the Rumble. They have the recap of it. The show starts with the Shield coming out. They're really, they want to know how glad they are that, you know, Orton's getting the Wyatts to help him and stuff like that. And this is where Triple Ha 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 is coming out. It's like, just leave it, boys. Just leave it. This isn't this isn't the time. Blah blah blah. Here we go. Matches. We had an elimination chamber qualifying match on SmackDown. We did. We had Tony Cesaro against Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler's um hit with a neutralizer. He's out. Cesaro's in the chamber. We then have a one-on-one match between Fandango and Woods. Um and uh, where's my notes for this? Oh, and uh, yeah, Fandango hit the Falcon Arrow for the victory. Great. Primetime players, making moves, making moves, making million dollar moves, uh, took on Rybaxel. And um, yeah, they won. For the record, sorry, the primetime players won. <laughs> they won. No one cares. This is almost as good as your Tamina recap last week. Please continue. This is entertaining as fuck. I'm loving it. <laughs> Another chamber qualifier. There's like these big pauses where you're like, um, they won. <laughs> That's not clear enough, Dax. Are you, suge- are you suggesting that my notes are a bit half-assed? <laughs> I, I wrote some results like Titus kicks. Shield came out. They they were happy. <laughs> and Triple H came out and he was like, leave it alone, boys. <laughs> well, we've, the we've, best we've... recap ever. I love your recap so much. Got a tight window. It <laughs> joy to my life. <laughs> we, we have a Jake Roberts Hall of Fame video, which is very mm. good. Happy days. Um, Best shot. I'm clothesline in the biz. I uh, I made a joke. Um, it was a uh, Alexander Rusev and his hand Alana are coming, and I said in a tank. So that was my tried. He succeeded. He launched his cannons. He fired his balls. Christian versus Swagger in a and a match to qualify for the chamber in a match that I dubbed I couldn't care less. But Christian won with his shitty ass frog splash from the top. Zeb Coulter being a racist on the outside. A throwaway match followed this. Um, Damien Sandow Throwaway Kevin match Kingston. in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like dubious to me. Well, it was uh, Sandow versus Kingston. Kingston hit trouble in paradise after 1 minute 57 seconds. That was it. Jesus. Okay. Cool. Happy days. We little Sandow in 2014, but yeah. So. Little flash black. Flash black, black, black. Flashback to Brock being the Flash black. Dude, 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 dude. It's like a <laughs> funk musician. <laughs> um, and in this week's weekly sit-down interview, Triple H announces that Cody and Goldust are going to take on the New Age Outlaws for the titles on Raw in a steel cage. Solid steel cage. So to set that up, we then have Road Dog versus Cody Rhodes. And of course, uh, yeah, great. just under four minutes, disaster kick from Rhodes. And it's all she wrote. The Shield are out in the main event. 
Um, Bray Wyatt's apparently uh, he appears on the screen. He says he's looking forward to the war. And he's especially the shield waving those white flags. And our main event is <laughs> the shield versus, hang on, what was our main event for Raw? So we've got the shield, right, versus Sheamus. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Versus Dragon. Versus. Well, and Dragon. And. Oh, well, no. Sheamus and Dragon. And. Big. No. Rey Mysterio. Oh, okay. Fair well, enough. So. By all means, it was a good match. I watched the main event. Um, it looked like Ray was going to, you know, set up Rollins for the victory and get the face of victory. But out of nowhere, Roman Reigns hit a spear, pinning Ray because, of course, Shield going to look strong and the other two going into the chamber. And that is it. There was no progression of the Daniel Bryan storyline, but there was a progression of the Shield and the Wyatts. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think uh, during the, is that the end of the show, by the way? Yeah, that's the end of the show good stuff i definitely think you should do a smackdown recap at the beginning of every one of these because i am not fucking checking out smackdown as well um the only thing to positively say about this is dragon hugely over for the whole show that's Mm. literally it and obviously we've got the chance of cm punk because it's now yeah he hadn't turned up on raw and now the chat has got around like the iwc that punk's walked out he's walked out is he gonna turn up cm punk cm punk i wonder we'll get any of that on monday night raw rich Indeed. Uh, can I have one little request about your SmackDown reviews? What, actually take proper notes? No, no, no. I think the, the terrible notes are funny. I think that adds to the, the uh, joy of our podcast. You don't come for the content, you come for us. <laughs> That's what it's about. Um, can we have some more awful puns included in your recap next week? Awful puns? Yeah. I mean, I did, I did a sex joke. That's... You did. There was a couple of good ones in there. I had a little snigger behind here, but like, if you could just add, like, you know... Just one or two, like, really awful puns. And I think that will just really set it off. Yeah, but then what am I going to do with the rest of the podcast with my terrible attempts at humour that no one laughs at other than me? There's stuff to... Well, hmm. So... so (laughs) (laughs) This is WWE Raw from the 3rd of February 2014. And one of the biggest problems with this show, (laughs) getting off hot here, is that there's many, many attempts to be entertaining and funny the problem is that everyone's sticking to the scripts and the script writers haven't got a funny fucking voice between them wait a second are you talking about the people who write the content for this show are you talking about the people who write the stuff for raw yeah exactly our writers are just not funny at all this doesn't come across (laughs) but this raw man (laughs) there's so many attempts to be like uh isn't this funny and and genuinely, there's only one bit out of the whole show that got a laugh out of me, or even a smile or an acknowledgement even, and that's Santino, because he does some really stupid slapstick stuff. Which is, you know, I think this was our biggest fear. Now, I know, dear listener, you voted for this storyline, for us to mm, cover this. Fucking idiot, it's a lot of you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you do realize... Like if you watch three-hour rules every week, I fucking hate you all. Plus a f- like four-week build-up to Chamber, which we know on every year on the calendar and we covered in last week's pod as well. Nothing fucking happens. Mm. So all I'm waiting for over the next few weeks is some acknowledgement of CM Punk not being there and watching over Triple H or Stephanie get snarky about it. I'm looking forward to watching, I don't know, Del Rio get beaten up because who doesn't want to see that? True. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing signs in the crowd and... After this week's episode, which we'll get to, more AJ on commentary criticizing the women's wrestling. 
<laughs> yeah, that was good. So we are in Omaha, Nebraska, USA. The fucking deadest of dead, most boring crowds. <laughs> They're really a bit shit. In the Century Link Center. Ooh, this was live on the USA, Sky Sports in the UK. I watched on the network. I'm assuming you did as well. I did, and I also assume they flew this crowd, this exact same crowd in for NXT TakeOver in your house this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar vibes. It's like, they're there, they'll chant a little bit, but then the in-between the chants, it's fucking silent. And let's be honest, there's not much to write home about on this show, so I can understand why maybe they weren't the most visceral crowd ever or, or anything like that. But sometimes, you know, a crowd can just be a bit fun, you know, like a Chicago or New York or a London or whatever. Nebraska, yeah, they're just they're just kind of, it's like they've wandered in off the streets just to have somewhere warm to sit, maybe. I liken this show to like the old UK episodes of Raw mm. before fans got a bit smarter. They just basically fly everyone over and think the UK fans would be so grateful just to have WWE there. They'd throw on any shit. This is like one of those old UK shows where they threw on any shit. Yeah, but the UK fans will make up for that a little bit. Well, they got better over time because when yeah. WWE started doing on a more regular schedule. <laughs> yeah, this, these guys. Um, it reminds me of like um, oh, I think it was it was it the Far Show or was it Harry Enfield and Chums where it's like Mr. Dead. He lives in a box. He looks like a corpse. He's dead, of course. This is this lot. <laughs> nice reference yeah i missed that show i I don't remember which one it was because i used to get those confused friday nights you know saturday nights friday nights Hmm, i think it was fridays yeah but anyway yeah great show better than this (laughs) fucking a (laughs) then now forever this week i have mostly been eating triple h's arsehole (laughs) (laughs) nice uh no intro cold open fade up to the pan of the crowd michael cole boo goes Welcome, everybody, to Monday Night Raw. Boo. The longest-running episodic program in the it history of the galaxy. It didn't say anything else. Don't imply that he did. I know that you're not saying that right now, but... He literally says, Welcome, everybody, to Monday Night Raw. That's his introduction. I'm like, yo, you're the WWE. Give me a story. Give me something to immediately link. But I guess they jump straight into Randy Orton's music hitting... Awesome. And here's the WWE World Heavyweight Champion with his two straps. Uh, plenty of booze for Orton. He's not exactly liked. Um, Cole tells us this isn't exactly breaking news, but Orton is in a bad mood. <laughs> like, okay. All the ladies had zipped up their handbags and he had nowhere to shit. He had to use a normal commode. Fucking A. Uh, he's got to defend the straps at Elimination Chamber in the Elimination Chamber which we'll be talking about in three weeks on the podcast. Hooray! Um, <laughs> I wrote my note because this. Randy Orton starts off by complaining about the Elimination Chamber and then cuts his usual boring promo that no one cares about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's immediate CM Punk chance. <laughs> Rightly so. Orton just, Orton's just like... At breakneck speed, just trying to get these lines out and get the fuck out of Dodge. He does not want to have to put up with these chants. Um... I mean, it is, it's, it's a promo, right? He says he's beaten everyone in the chamber match. That's going to be in the chamber match already. He's already beaten them all. He says he'll win and go to beat that jacked-up, muscle-bound, genetic freak Batista. Or um, Mason Ryan. Or Ryback. You know, it's, he's, got to be, he's got to be very specific at this time. Because there mm. were a couple of old, like, 80s WWE, like, juice boys at the time. Yeah. 
Uh, Orton calls himself the main attraction, which brings out Triple H and Steph. Uh, again, loud CM Punk chants here. I wonder whether this is going to be every show from now until the end of WrestleMania. It's just going to be CM Punk throughout every segment because it feels like it. Let's be honest, it's still CM Punk now. Well, less so, but still, it's there, isn't it? Uh, Steph delivers a don't. Bu- oh, sorry, delivers a don't. Blah. I don't buy the hand that feeds. <laughs> That's not. How it yeah. Don't bite the hand that feeds. <laughs> how do you buy a hand tax? I don't know. Um, Triple H stalks. I don't know. It's May Young talk. and Mark Henry's kid for sale. I don't know. <laughs> do you see that uh, the kid made it to Eurovision this year? I did. I was so happy. It was great. They were <laughs> Mark Henry and God bless you, May Young. I should be happy in her in her heavenly cloud. Fucking name, brother. Uh, Triple H starts to talk and explains Orton's career in one sleek sentence. We get it, Randy. We all know. They all know. Referring to the audience. You come out here every week, week after week, and say the same thing. <laughs> like, brilliant. What a way to start. Uh, at least oh, they're acknowledging fuck. their shortcomings. <laughs> literally says, you come out here week after week and say the same thing. We're like, yeah, don't point it out. He's the main event. He's the champion. I'd also note at this time, and again, by scrolling through sorry, SmackDown notes, this is a time where um, Stephanie was starting to train a lot, um, sort of putting bulk on as well. And she still looks outstanding. But the number of people online at this time who are referring to her as China Junior, it's, it's not right. What? Because obviously where she hmm. was like adding muscle mass and, and, and bulking up, because she was doing like all the midnight training stuff with Triple H, um, posted a lot of stuff online at the time from memory. She was like getting proper like, really toned really big muscle build up still looks unbelievable i mean this isn't meant to sound uh, alluded but she is a beautiful beautiful woman so to call her china junior i just didn't get it i don't understand this wasn't brought up to be like a china junior this was brought up to the people online are mean <laughs> yeah sure i think she looks perfectly great looks stunning. i think there's definitely an element of the like the powerful woman character and that i think she um, has stepped out of the shadow of Triple H in terms of grabbing a mic and cutting a promo for sure. I think she's definitely stepped out from um, behind her father. That's definitely for sure. She is pretty much the authority figure on these shows that we've seen and carries the most weight with her promos. I think she's great. I have a question which I noted down here, so it's a good thing that we've sort of delved here. Mm-hmm. We've always mentioned that like Steph has really learned from Vince to become a one of the, if not the best promo in a business. Who do you think delivers a better heel promo, Steph or Vince? Um, ooh, hmm, hmm. Uh, a heel promo, I would say Vince. I'd say overall, I think Steph is a better baby face than Vince ever could be. Um, I think Steph is a very good heel as well. And Steph's very good at being neutral. She's good at coming about and being like, like that motherly figure that's just going to like set everyone straight and start again almost when they need to. Uh, Vince is extremes. <laughs> so as a heel, like I want my heels to be as extreme as possible. I want them to lie. I want them to cheat. You know, I want them to be the worst. And Vince is undeniably amazing at that. Uh, I think Steph is okay at it, but she's much more of a manipulator than like a full-on lying bastard, screaming, crying child like Vince can be. I'd say Steph because I think she's bet she's got more consistency. 
Vince's stuff was best when he was going against Austin and Rock. And I granted, I know that was a majority of the Attitude Era. But then after he didn't have those guys to play off, then he finished his feud with Shane leading up to the WCW stuff. Think of his promos with Cena. Think of his promos with um, Bobby Lashley over the ECW title. I mean, everyone loves uh, ECW <laughs> Vince. But, uh, but yeah. that was more comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's more comedy stuff. Whereas Steph, I think, can deliver a consistently better promo, regardless, you said, of, of, of heel or face. But I just thought it was quite interesting to, as you mentioned, she'd stepped out of Triple H's shadow and evidently delivers a much better promo than him here and has been doing over the last few weeks of this this series. The thing for me, the difference between the two with Vince and Steph is that I think Steph is more consistent, as you say. But much like um, if you compare, let's say, Bret Hart to a Randy Orton, okay, like they can both do the job. And Bret, um, Randy Orton has had more of the title. He's had uh, more matches across his, the span of his WWE career, I would assume at this point, because he's been there for such a long time. And he's probably been more of a, like, a TV draw or whatever. But Brett has those matches that you'll never forget. And I think that that's kind of the same in terms of, it's a difficult comparison, but I think it's kind of the same in terms of Vince and Steph. In the, I think Steph is a very good week-to-week storyteller and is a very useful person to have on a mic cutting a promo and involved in your narratives. But I've been infected with a poison. You know, it was me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. You know, there's so many quotables from Vince that he's undeniable, that he has those great singular moments that are out of this world spectacular. You have no idea how angry I am you even put Brett and Orton in the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I, compare I, them I, at all. I, I literally but they're both heard. guys that have been at the top of the card, one that has great matches individually and one that has a long career and fuck all great matches. It's just the easiest comparison I could make because we were talking about him. All I could, I didn't hear anything you said there. I was just too busy seething. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, Orton's had a pretty decent career. Let's put it in perspective. He's been champ a bunch. He's been at the top of the card a bunch. Maybe one five-star, world-class, however you want to phrase it, match. Has he ever had one? One. WrestleMania 21 versus The Undertaker. The first time it looked like when they actually started to make a big deal out of the streak and when Orton looked like he was going to beat him, genuinely, that, and we're talking, what are we looking at here? So WrestleMania would have been 2004? Yeah. 2003? Like that. 2003, maybe. Um, yeah, no, sorry, 2004 for that. It was, oh man, it was the best storytelling that he's done in his career. It was his best match career. Because I remember sitting up um, when I lived with the boys in Bosque and made them sit up and watch WrestleMania 21 uh, in our house in Ashford and literally jumping out of my seat thinking, fuck, Orton's going to do it. And that's <laughs> the lo- I think that's the first and only time I got invested in him. Other than when he had his RKO t-shirt that was ripping off the N- the spoof of the NWO t-shirt when I was like, I like Randy Orton because that's a cool t-shirt. I bu- bought in by an advert. But even that example is a lot down to the booking, not necessarily the narrative told within the match. Oh yeah, don't you know worry. I mean? I'm, I'm, not, I'm so, not basically stating that this is, this is anything spectacular or anything yeah, that yeah, we would sure. rate in our top 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 matches. But I'm very much talking about memorable narrative moments in terms of like a, a match and what's told within that match rather than like spots or oh, something, yeah, just definitely. to clarify, lovely listener. 
but, um, but I'd but like, also you know, say with Brett, you can go like WrestleMania 13. You can do like the cage match with Owen, even though it's not a great match. The story is fucking incredible. You can do Piper. You can do there's so many examples. Bulldog, SummerSlam. You know. Well, all all I would say though is that whilst I will, I don't rate Randy Orton. He's obviously doing something right to be there for 20 years, but I remember that that moment with Undertaker kicking out at like as I always put it two and three quarters as he managed to kick hmm, out from an sure. RKO that an edge cashing in the first money in the bank was I think generally the last two times I got physically like jumping up and down out of a chair excited about wrestling so again it was a moment rather than a match I think for Orton but that's the best one he had and yeah it's a bad example are you discrediting anything New Japan over the last 10 years or anything AEW over the last however many years in that how, how do you mean? Because there's definitely been moments with AEW where I've been jumping out my chair, like that box match with um, Omega and Hangman, where they started to tell the Hangman story. Just had me on the edge of my seat, and like when he grabs the ropes to the end, I'm literally standing on my seat, going, "Is he gonna fucking do it? Is he gonna do it?" <laughs> you know. I, th- I think so more has been moments. Like, I think Okada from... and Naito had me there as well a few times. Yeah, because I mean, as I said on the pod before, I, I haven't religiously followed New Japan, so obviously not being invested in the storyline, it's it to me like Naito and Okada and matches like that over New Japan are spectacular competitions contests. I think from a wrestling fan standpoint, who ultimately like most people listen to this podcast, consider themselves quite smart. They'll go and read the news, you know, they'll go and try and find things out. It was the last couple of times I was genuinely surprised. I think obviously Lesnar, um, the Lesnar situation, when Lesnar coming back after the Rock scene at Mania, I think was like fuck, I didn't spot that happening. But yeah, I mean AEW is is a different league because you enjoy the the match. So like Britt Baker and oh my god, why it's Thunder her, Rosa? Thunder Rosa, thank you. I don't know why that slipped my brain. That what? match, some of the She's spots not on they TV did for there, the last four weeks. That's why. <laughs> Some of the matches there, some of the spots in that match were incredible. But I think from a WWE standpoint, yeah, that they're the ones as a fan, and then Punk, Money in the Bank. But not much, is there? When you <laughs> when you look back, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's just such it's quite a statement to say that you've not stood up and enjoyed wrestling for that amount of time. Like I definitely have myself, but I just wanted to make sure that you weren't just completely burying yourself. <laughs> well, I, I think for I think for the, for the genuine reaction. So, like, what we're going to get to at the end of this series, whilst I anticipated there was a chance WWE could like cock things up, it was always a good feeling that it would happen. It's like uh, Dragon versus Kofi, because of the build for that, it was almost pre- it was I was happy to see Kofi win, but because I sure. sort of expected it. Whereas the Orton Undertaker match, I didn't expect that. Edge cashing the money in the bank because it was the first time anyone had ever done it. Andy cashed in after New Year's Revolution. I was like, this is this is incredible stuff from a, I say moments rather than match then might be the best. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's weird in that I have absolutely fuck all regard for that match. I didn't care at all. I knew Undertaker was going to win. So I'm very interested to see you say this. It's very, very interesting. We always need to go watch it back and watch it sometime, but... Don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> Triple H goes on to say, it makes us begin to wonder if there's not something to all this, Randy Orton. Maybe we should consider putting our faith in someone else. And you're <gasps> like, ooh. And the crowd starts to do yes chants, because obviously Dragon's the guy right now. 
Steph tells Randy that over the next few weeks, Autumn will face all his competitors at the Elimination Chamber in singles competition on Raw. And I'm like, can she do that, Joey? (laughs) Firstly, there's five other guys in that match, right? And only three weeks of Raw left? Meh. (laughs) I know they're going to spread it across SmackDown and stuff as well, I imagine. Or is he going to be doing double duty? Who knows? We'll find out. So did Dawn Uh, Marie. Indeed. Why Dawn Marie of all people? It's the only Why are you I picking her there? <laughs> I don't know. She she killed Brooke Al Hogan Wil- was right there. <laughs> Dawn Marie killed Al Wilson with sex. That's a fair point. Uh, Steph goes on to say, I can't believe I'm going to say this. If this person is victorious against Orton, oh, could be the new face of the WWE. And that person is Daniel brian triple h even does a quite slow and weird yes chan sticking his fingers in the air i'm like intriguing stuff mr tax williams i like this because we're following on from the the pre-rumble um raw where orton knocked down stephanie so already they're teasing that dissension in the authority big match john's nowhere to be seen wasn't and... that at the end of the ascension ceremony yeah remember when they had the the massive ruck and Wasn't that like November? Yeah, but they've been teasing it. So I'm trying Four to give Four months ago. <laughs> Three months ago. No, Four? it's not. No. It's like five, six weeks ago. Okay, okay. So I, I wonder that why there hasn't been any of this in between those days, you know? It's like they've suddenly gone, oh, our plan isn't a good idea. Let's go back to what we were doing last time with the crowd actually cheered for something. I mean, I'll just throw back to Paul Heyman's comment at one night stand. Triple H doesn't want to work Tuesdays. And that's why <laughs> nothing's happened on SmackDown. <laughs> So um, it does seem obvious that WWE have now turned the corner and involving Dragon in these kind of main event picture because this is the first time they've been like, maybe he could be the face of the company even though they're kind of like a heel faction still. But it's it's, it's kind of weird that because maybe it's just because we're in Omaha, Nebraska and the crowd aren't as into it as much as, say, Seattle or wherever other places we're going to go to. But um, now that Dragon has become the focus, it's kind of weird that he's a bit less over on this show than he has been. I do also wonder, because you know, I, I came across Dragon tail end of his ROH run into NXT. Obviously, when yep. he's starting to get near the top of the PWI 500 and you start looking online, see where they are. How weird is it for you at this time? And I know, obviously, he's held the, uh, the World Heavyweight strap at this time. How weird is it for you, who's followed him for a prominent part of his indie career up to WWE, to see him in this main event picture? Like, finally so, being accepted into it. Legitimately, I've expressed this to you before, I, I thought he was the greatest wrestler in the world before he joined WWE. Uh, I knew he was always the greatest when he was working for WWE and getting buried and all that sort of shit. So to finally see them kind of inching him into that main event picture and the fans kind of forcing that over the line and then getting to this point, I can vividly remember all the emotions I felt re-watching this show. And all I'm thinking in my head is, give him the belt, give him the belt, give him the belt, give him, because I know that he can have good matches every single fucking week, no matter what. And that's what you want in your champion. You want them to be able to tell a story with nothing. And that's what Daniel Bryan is the very best at doing in the entire fucking world. Agreed. The emotion he evoked was something completely different that we hadn't seen leading up to this. A lot of people will compare dragon's rise here to punk but the way punk did it 
and the way Dragon did it. Dragon did it by the fans going, no, he deserves to be here. He's that good. And Dragon basically working his tail off to prove how good he was. Whereas Punk cut a astronomically good promo. And then the fans turned around and went, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy like leading Nexus? They've both got promos under their belts. They're the, the ability. They, they're both really, really good in the ring. Dragon's better, but they're both still really, really good yeah. in the ring. Um, the, the thing that's different, in my opinion, is that Punk has a match that he does, and he knows how to sell. Daniel Bryan develops during a match. He can read a crowd like a Jake Roberts or a match a man, Randy Savage, could read a crowd and suddenly change up the plan, change up whatever. Maybe Macho was a bad example there. But you know what I mean? Like, there's guys in this industry, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin's a really good example. It's like he knows what the crowd want in that moment, in that time. Like, later on in this main event, there's definitely a bit where Randy Orton takes control and you can hear the crowd just die a death. And Dragon just has a little comeback here and there and gets them bigger and bigger and gets more of a comeback to know, to build up that crowd. And just as that crowd's peaking is when he takes over, and that's not like a planned thing, you know? Like, I don't think you can possibly plan to do that. He is the master it's, of shine in a yeah, big way. He's the king, man. He's the very best. So we get a quick replay of the old age outlaws when the tag starts, blah, 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 because Brock interfered, so the Rose boys will get a rematch. Now, Silas Steel Cage, and there will be no escaping the cage tonight. Ooh. That defeats the that fucking object out. of a cage match, then. <laughs> I disagree. I like the idea of not being able to escape the cage. I much prefer it to end in a pinfall or whatever. I think it should in, enclose the wrestlers, not be a thing that you should be able to get over. You almost, you know. I will. I will go hmm. back. I will go using back over in wrestling terms is difficult in terms of physical terms. Sorry, oh, please continue. I was, was going to say I'll go back on my my term because obviously escape the cage in a singles match is fine. If you've got escape the cage in a tag, then you've essentially just abandoned your partner. They did one of these in the um, the WCW, sort of the Alliance run-in, didn't they? When they had, I think it was Canyon and DDP, and Canyon escaped the cage and just left DDP with Kane and Undertaker <laughs> yeah. and just beat the shit out of him while Canyon was on the outside going, I'm not coming back in. So I suppose maybe not having escaped the cage on a, on a tag one is probably better. There's also a really good um, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian one where Jeff escapes early. So Matt gets beat down. So Jeff grabs a ladder and gets back into the cage and they double team Edge at the end. It's, it's fucking great. Really worth a watch. I will say the logic behind it of getting a ladder. And obviously I'm only visualizing this because I can't remember the specifics. But, oh, I'll get a ladder and climb back in. Just fucking climb up the cage, Jeff. <laughs> you don't need a ladder to climb. The... Like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. <laughs> what am I talking about? Skanky, honker, imbecile, elephant, lapsed dildos. Here come the shield for tonight's opening match. Yes, I'm so glad that's back. <laughs> These six-man tag team match of uh, the shield of Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. And the New uh, Day. <laughs> Kingston, Langston, <laughs> <Okay>. Mysterio. <laughs> I've got a joke here. Hang on. I've got where I wrote it down. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, this is how all good jokes start hang on let me set you up for this joke that i wrote trust me it's worth it um okay i'll go through it then i'll add the jokes that'll be funnier that way so the entrance through the crowd is really really cool love the it's just the best um nice big close-up of roman when he jumps the guardrail uh it's very clear who vince wants front and center you know what i mean big boy yeah very much so 
Uh, replay from SmackDown. Triple H tells the Shield to let it go. Let it go. Uh, Roman Broods <laughs> are going to fight the Wyatts at the Chamber. And I'm like, fucking A, awesome. Six-man tag, Wyatts versus Shield. Let's go. That'd be really fun. Uh, we come back from ads. Who's that jumping off the boat? Booyaka, booyaka. So um, neither are Kofi or Biggie get entrances, but it's Kofi, Biggie, Langston, and Rey Mysterio. So this is the new Hefe. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a genius. What do you think? Was it worth the build? No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not. I mean, it's uh, my my comparison. The next time is just going to completely fall flat on his face but i was going to say at the start of this match kofi had obviously been watching old rock and roll um express videos he was doing his best ricky morton impression of all these like yeah. monkey flips of rollins <laughs> fucking a all match he's talking shit running back and forth from the turnbuckle getting heat and everything like he's full ricky morton in this match it's great man even the little cell with the hand reaches and stuff love it he's wearing a joker gear as well it looks pretty cool booyaka booyaka no one cares <laughs> booyaka, booyaka, main event this Sunday. Man, Ray at this time is like, I'm not bumping for you. <laughs> like, at all. His back, his hip, his leg, his ankle, everything is just like, he's got two eyes, as you said last week. But, um, yeah. He When's he going to grow no that one. back? Because. <laughs> <laughs> When's he going to grow his eye back? Because I'm sure, I mean, at least Tommy End was kind enough to continue <laughs> to wear, like, the, the, the glassy, like, the. The smoky contact to make it look like his eye was still gone for the whole of his mm. run before they, you know, foolishly fired him. But I mean, fucking hell, from Rey Mysterio, as someone who jokingly one session wore my Super Felix Jr. mask, wrestling in a mask is fucking hard. <laughs> wrestling with one eye in a mask when you're doing high flying stuff must be a nightmare. It's and okay. He's got mirrors and stuff. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's not trying like to drive out. He's not trying to drive out of a fucking driveway on a busy road. <laughs> I've got it's mirrors. Daniel's mate. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Debbie McGee? Oh fuck! Yeah. So, um, as this match goes on, I've got many notes about the matches, listeners, because honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's this. Whenever Roman tags in, there's definitively like this little kind of rumble in the crowd. Did you notice this? I thought it was my stomach, but maybe it was the TV. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's a pop for Ambrose, there's a pop for um, Seth, there's a pop for Ray and Kingston and everyone else. But when Roman gets in, it's like people go, ooh. Like, like he's... No, no, you did that wrong. It's... <laughs> <laughs> but it really feels like there's some special momentum building here. Let's uh, hope they don't screw it up over the next six years, eh? Well, they had him at the Rumble. People were getting right into him at the Rumble where he became the guy to eliminate more than Kane. Was it 12 people he eliminated? So he's already got like the uh, yeah. got the push behind him. But yeah, he's certainly a lot better now, isn't he? Oh, the heel character. It's godly. I wish there was something else on the show to write home about. And it does starting to get a little repetitive. They need to be very careful here. Need to give him something to do. I can't but remember if I It's still very it. good. I can't remember if I mentioned this on last week's pod, so apologies if I'm repeating myself. I'm getting very old and tired and grumpy in my old age. Yeah, that's fine. I've come to the realisation this is the first time since I started watching wrestling when I was six, year old, six years old that I don't know who holds all the belts in WWE. Yeah, it's because the shows are terrible. But but seriously, so I, I think... Okay, so... Mate, I work for WrestleTalk. I have no fucking clue who's holding the belts. 
I'm going to try. I'm going to try and run it through. So, yeah. Universal. What time do you meet in again? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> Universal Roman, WWE Lashley. Yes. Okay, so I've got that as a good start. Let me try and do the next ones, and let's go back and forth. So I'll do the mid mid cards, I guess. Okay. So who's the US champion? Is it Riddle? No. Is that Seamus? Mm. <laughs> See, I have no fucking clue. Um, who's the Intercontinental champ then? Seamus? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to look it up. WWE champions. Is this the point where I do the classic? Oh, no. Is it Apollo so- Crews? Okay. Oh, it is because he's got the he, shit yeah, belt. He about. See, as soon as like you say it, I'm like, oh, I know who it is. <laughs> but then it's such a cop out. <laughs> but then it's the tag straps. Okay. Um. Let's just check who the U.S. champion is before we go too far. Yeah, it's Sheamus. Wow. Didn't he just come back? No, that's on this show. <laughs> I'm losing track of dates <laughs> and times and stuff. Okay, let's do the women's champions first. So it's Rhea Ripley and Bianca another Bella. one. Thank yeah. you very much. At least that's like reasonable. Like we know who they are. Yeah, and they've right. definitely booked Sa- and they've definitely booked Bianca well. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's just that she had a good WrestleMania match. I remember it, and I remember that it's not Charlotte Flair that's the champion. So it's the other one. <laughs> Looks a bit like Charlotte Flair. You know, it's like the closest they could get at the time without having Charlotte Flair. That'll change this weekend, but you know, whatever. Vince McMahon had a look at the uh, had a look at the, her promo shots when she looked like Charlotte Flair when she went into NXT and gone, "Yeah, <laughs> get Charlotte's stunt double, give her the belt. She's with Andrade. We can't book her anymore." Fucking well, you know. So, in terms of tag champs, I bet you can do the SmackDown ones first because they have had some story recently. It's difficult I'm, because I don't really book them as a tag team ever. I'm gonna throw it as the Street Profits. No, it's it's they're more relevant than that. One of them is in quite a big match. Oh, this weekend. the Mysterios. Yeah, the See, first father son tag team. Oh fucking, no one cares. Okay, the raw ones. I don't think you're ever gonna get. I think we could sit here for half an hour. I don't think you'll get them. Wait, I do because they won them at Mania. It's AJ and the big lad, almost. Okay, we're cheating now because we remember WrestleMania stuff because we watched that and we paid attention because it was good they had fans and stuff. But yes, you're right. Haven't really done much to the tag team since then, have they? Has AJ done much since um, mm. cinematic match with Taker? Yeah, exactly. Okay, women's tag champs. Um, the Iconics? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> They're not around anymore. Oh, God. Because I think the... Um, Shayna Baszler, terribly booked, and Nia Jax have recently... Oh, God, Natty and Tamina. Because <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania, yeah, yeah, of course. They still hang on to them, because obviously they don't book them in matches to lose the belts or anything. Defend the belts, even. Uh, right, so okay, we're getting to the slightly harder ones now. So who's the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Tax Williams? Oh, is it Escobar? Nope. No, no, because it's... No? Oh, fuck. Oh, it's not Devlin, is it? Nope. Oh, thank fuck. They had a match to unify them, and then one of them's already dropped it to someone else. Uh, Know how I said one of them? Because I didn't fucking watch it. (laughs) No, I probably did. I just don't remember. Devlin doesn't exist in professional wrestling anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, Or the boardlock. No no idea. Or the boardlock. Oh, Kushida. 
Good man. Apparently, this is all according to WWE.com. If I'm wrong, then fair enough. Who's the 24-7 champ, Tax Williams? <laughs> R-Truth. No, unfortunately not. Oh, Akira Tozawa? It is, yeah. The only other guy that's in that feud for the last 20 years, I would say. So who's the NXT heavyweight champion? That's quite an easy one. That's Karrion Cross. Yeah, because they put his face on fucking everything at the moment. Who's the NXT women's champion? Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Good. The NXT tag champs? Oh, um, the guys who came over from uh, TNA, Fake Filthy Animals, MSK? Yeah, good job. I, could, I would never have got that, so well done. I remember watching the match. I could never remember their tag names. Who's the North American champ? Uh, Big boy, Bronson Reed? Good, Bronson? you pay more attention than I do. Okay, let's quickly go through them. UK champ? Uh, Walter. Yeah. Has been for a lifetime, apparently. Uh, women's champ? Mako, because she just recently won it off Kaylee Ray. Holy, holy shit. Yeah, she did. I didn't even know that. She's awesome. Uh, tag champs? No one gives a fuck. Um, whoever the fuck. Pre- oh, um, you know the two lads we oh, still wrestle pretty deadly. For? Yeah. <laughs> They're the tag champs, apparently. Well, awesome. I t- they I deserve what, it. They were fair, really good when we saw them live. Fair play to Pretty Deadly because they fucking leveraged that relationship with Sid Scala and dropped him <laughs> like a fucking turd. So well played them. More important though, good who stuff. is the million dollar champion? Oh God, it's um the guy from TNA who I think is fucking terrible that everyone seems to like. You mean the oldest million dollar champion in history at 37 mm. years of age? Yeah, NXT pushing that the- young talent. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? Anyway, um, so a Biggie bumping meat with Roman was fun in this match. Uh, Biggie is a strong, stiff boy. Busts open Roman hard way. It's fucking beautiful. A big, stiff boy busting open Roman the hard way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Roman Superman punched a Biggie. But Ambrose with the blind tag on Roman. Ambrose has a weird one-arm flatliner thing. Looks Head- fucking dreadful. Headlock driver. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's headlock driver, but he's standing next to him like he's doing a flatliner. It's, it's, it's totally fucking weird. Maybe it's the Celts issue. Who knows? One, two, three in the winners of the Shield, but Dissension. No, Dissension aren't there. <laughs> How many Ascension jokes are you, you going to... I say jokes. <laughs> How many <laughs> Ascension references are you going to make over the next it's, few weeks? It's the only mention I've got. Although the other thing, every time Roman does his thing, I just imagine he's saying, Hoopla! <laughs> okay. Um... Are you a booker? Do you not know how to tell a story? (laughs) (laughs) Bray with Harper and Rowan standing behind him in his little dark space where he does promos backstage. Or in a dark shed somewhere in Dubai or something, I don't know. The Wyatt's wanking closet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Society this, I know the real you that. Sacrifice this, creepy whisper here, creepy laugh that. Uh, Brody gets a line, that was good. Even though it was a badly scripted line, but you know. Question. I see him, Brody. Brody's awesome. Yeah. Question here. Who's the face? Team. <laughs> I mean, this is a problem, isn't it? Do you know the other problem with the Wyatts? I mean, I've got a list, but which one are you picking? Who takes the heat? Fucking Rowan. <laughs> it's like, well, it can't be Rowan because he can't sell. It can't be Harper because he's way too good and too massive and terrifying looking. Can't be Bray. He's the undeniable like leader of the cult or whatever. So who who takes the heat in this relationship? It has to be um, Luke Harper, Brody, whatever. 
because he's the only fucking cancel isn't the leader of the group which I makes would, no fucking sense <laughs> i would say none of them sell until someone gets a massive comedic hammer in a cell well yeah sports the super bowl champion seahawks tweeted at daniel bryan wrestling uh bad news barrett and his giant polar back uh, a brief banging of his gavel i'm afraid i've got some. gunged everywhere <laughs> that's gunge he only bangs it a few times you know it's gives it a quick quick wrist flick, you know <laughs> quick wrist flick <laughs> trick, shot. trick shot with his fidget spinner <laughs> i'm afraid i've got some bad news i will say the giant pole like 20 30 foot in the air it does look fucking awesome that's a great place to cut a promo from no one can get him either Unless yeah. I can get to the control panel. The lift that's platform. kind of the joy of it, is this giant, angry, very capable British dude. It's like hiding on this giant pole. It's a very heelish manoeuvre to do, you know? Until. Yeah. Do fucking you wanna... ruin it. Well, Barrett cuts a Brit rest, you will people a fat promo, which I'm like, Barrett, you're better than this, mate. Seriously. What? Yeah, so Bad News Barrett's like saying the Americans are going to shovel so much junk food into their mouths that they're probably not going to live to see next year's Super Bowl. Ha ha ha! Apparently, Jerry Lawler takes offense to this. And he basically, I can't remember the words he used, but... I've got the quote because it was so bad I had to write it down. I rewound this to get this quote. So describe Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler's position. What does he do? So Jerry Lawler is on commentary and he stands up from his chair. He mm. has a microphone in hand in one of his shitty Jerry Lawler t-shirts that he stole off the child's playground just to cover himself up so the police didn't see him. Allegedly, allegedly, in my opinion, my opinion. Mm. And he's all the way at ringside just pointing up at this 30-foot lift platform. He kind of does like a straddle on the desk as well. It's a bit weird. It's a bit creepy. Hey, cat, how are you doing? Mm. There's obviously, you know, some young people in the front row that you're showing off for. Um, <laughs> Jerry Lawler goes, "Hey Barrett, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you." Okay, turning his own catchphrase against him. Let's see where this promo goes. He continues, "Hopefully next week you won't be around." Did I mention the ascension yet? Cole loved this segment. He was pissing himself with laughter. Like, I haven't cut anything out of that promo, just to clarify. That is the promo. <laughs> like, what just happened? Am I in a fever dream? <laughs> was there meant to be a content here? Did he get cut off? What the fuck has happened? He might well have gone, huh, I'm rubber, you're glue. Boing. Like, they're not even in a feud together. What the fuck is this? They're both heels as far as I'm concerned. But are they going to feud now? I can't remember if this happens. Are we going to get Bad News Barrett versus Jerry Lawler? I mean, Ooh. WrestleMania is coming up, Tax. <laughs> Jerry Lawler gets to go against someone who's capable other than Maggle. Boo. Jesus Christ. So Cole tries to educate the Americans how to use a phone. It's a lost cause, lads. Um, Jerry Lawler's phone seems to be stuck on the WWE app loading screen, which is fucking banter. <laughs> I mean, on the plus point, at least it wasn't on what he would normally be looking at. That's probably why it's a fixed screen. Jerry, we can't risk you showing your actual content. Just have this toy phone with this, like you give a kid with just the sticker of the phone on it. Here you go, Jerry. Here's your iPhone. I can't get on to to Grindr. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think that's what they, they call it when it's, yeah. I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, Christian versus Jack Swagger is up next. Jack Swagger has Antonio Cesaro and casual racist Seb Coulter, who's less racist than this episode. Hey, no well, signs, nothing. Didn't we have this on Smacky D? <clears throat> oh, yeah. This was a match on SmackDown, wasn't it? Yep. Great. Um, before we get into this epic encounter, um, Christian's theme. Okay. Good, it's a good theme, right? Yes, yes, yes. I wonder what the lyrics mean. I've listened to this theme a million times, obviously seeing Christian make his entrance in WWE. If you close your eyes, your life, a naked truth revealed. What do those words mean? Well, you need to ask Waterproof Blonde um, what they were thinking of when they were trying to get their words to rhyme. Do you know what's interesting? (laughs) Taking something in the present and then adding something in the past at the end of it? Because I think that makes art, right? (laughs) Yeah, why not? If you close your eyes, so present, your life, still talking about the present, a naked truth revealed! Past. Right? I mean, <clears> I <throat> wonder if if you just read it uh, as a story. So, if you close your eyes, your life, a naked truth revealed dreams you never lived, and scars never healed in the darkness. Light will take you to the other side and find me waiting there. You'll see if you just close your eyes. So, see, basically, they've written poetry and then mm. fucked it up and tried to get put it into a song. Poetry is not good if it doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. But anyway, uh, we were. This has bugged me for years, and I finally remembered to bring it up or something. So there we go. There's my like OCD coming out in the podcast. Uh, we were <laughs> we were in ads during the racist Americans entrance, so didn't get to see any racist slogans this week. What a shame. Uh, King tells us that Swagger lose lose. If Swagger loses this match, Seb is going to shave, and JBL has the strangest response ever and goes himself. Like, who the fuck else is he going to shave? Swagger. <laughs> this really made me laugh for like five minutes. I was like, why did he... S-? Okay, whatever. Uh, commentary are endlessly talking shit about this, and about anything that isn't this match, during this match. Um, then they just absolutely bury Christian for the last like two or three minutes of it. It's, it's fucking awful. It's really bad. Terrible match. I would and say the commentary is terrible. The finish is pretty fucking good. Yeah, but the thing the thing is, though, you know, I do enjoy a middle rope, a sunset flip from Brett's rope, but yeah, I just, it couldn't save this match for me because where are the okay. stakes? Yeah, it's there not is like that Christian's issue. matches. And I know, and obviously, uh, your colleagues at Rest Talk have obviously been posting things again about Vince sort of now wanting matches with big, juicy, meaty stakes. Um, attached to every single match which is why Jeff Hardy is going to retire to Cedric on a Raw mm. um, but illogical stakes but still stakes I guess Yeah, mm-hmm. stakes with sauce which that is. would be better I'd prefer to see Vince eat a steak I think it'd be funny god damn it Linda <laughs> <laughs> but th- th- this match just did nothing for me like Swagger catching Christian the Patriot lock you know wriggling free it's it's just not enough time and They've obviously can't work brilliantly together because they would have done the same match on SmackDown. So no interest because there was nothing really, really to, to to sing home about, really. Maybe I'm just an AEW mark, but I really liked Christian selling in this match. I would say that for it. I think he's very good at selling. Um, so yeah, um, 
the sunset flip out the corner, jumping off Brett's rope for the one, two, three, but Christian to a little kind of roll up thing. Really cool. Um, yeah. Keeping him strong for the chamber, though. So everyone who's in the chamber has won. So this yeah, is good. Kind of continuing the Jack Swagger keeps fucking up for the racist Americans. The Sib Cole is getting more and more frustrated. Remember, he slapped him last week. I know it's brief moments, but it is some continuing story, at least. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take the positive of the storyline development over the match. Sure. I, I didn't love it, but it's this. I didn't I didn't hate the bits that surround the match. Put it that way. Uh, commentary are already skipping the replay of Brock. Hang on, what? Already sk- I'm losing track of my notes. Hang on. Uh, oh, that's it. So commentary before Christian's even started to celebrate this win of his. Already talking about Brock. Like literally it goes one, two, three. Brock Lesnar last week. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of funny how they don't give a shit about this match. Um, oh yeah. Um, do you remember last week when Brock came out and smashed up the tag division? Yeah. Uh, I was like, he shouted something at the camera. Yeah. Did you work out what it was? They replayed it on this show with obviously his the closest mic to him just elevated and he very very clearly went somebody hear me you're like i wonder who this somebody could be tax hear me now <laughs> was it betty white to be the next next week's guest host yeah so betty white is going to be on uh, next week's raw apparently so that's going to be fun there's a few vignettes for it as this show goes on um i don't know i like betty white she's kind of funny I only know her son Barry, and her snooker and, and, <laughs> and her snooker playing son Jimmy. Last name puns, yeah. Sure. Uh, jokes, mm, not sure again. <laughs> He's the whirlwind, Jimmy White. He was. Is? Mm. Don't watch snooker. Not anymore, at least. Does he still play? No way. Can't be any. No idea. I don't really. So, Snooker's a working class game. Why would I spoil my time with this? Fuck you now. So next up is a WWE Tag Team Championship steel cage match where no escaping the cage to win of the old age outlaws of Billy Gunn and the Road Dog, who are the current champions in 2014 versus Cody Rhodes and his Gold Dust, Gold Dust Rhodes, brother? Gold Dust Rhodes? <laughs> Good old Gold, Gold Dust. Dust Rhodes. <laughs> so... Instead of going, oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody, it goes, oh, you didn't know, you better call somebody. And so, by this logic, being sober and now Christian means that you can't say the word ass, apparently. I think that's probably more to do with USA and being PG. But also... He then ad- introduces badass Billy Gunn, spells out his name, and then says badass Billy Gunn in the introduction. He's also identifying questions that people may find in the workplace. Oh, you didn't know? Just ask someone. It's fine. Just call someone. <laughs> Especially when you're working from home. Oh, you didn't know? Don't swear, mate. Just pick up the phone. Get on Teams or something. Get on Hangouts. It'll be fine. Uh, Road Dog is hilariously out of breath as he's cutting this promo. <gasps> you did <it>. no. <laughs> it's like I can't fucking talk. But I'm not a professional wrestler, so here we go. Um. So yeah. So Road Dog says the word ass. So I'm assuming he's a heroin addict and going to hell now. Yeah. Jesus loves a heroin addict. The crowd join in with the lines, but they are absolutely dead in between anything. Um. So they're not really hyped to see these lads. They just remember the catchphrases. It's kind of how it comes across. Yeah. Uh, worryingly, 
till the main, I'd say the Outlaws probably got the best babyface pop of this dire crowd. Yeah, and they meant to be heel champions. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, again, the awful mix of Cody and Goldust entrance themes. It worked out why I hate it so much this week. It, it's Goldust music's, music with just, Whoa! There's, there's none of actual Cody's music in the theme. No, but, you know, Cody doesn't even main event AEW now. He lets his brother do it. So it's all right, because Cody's got paperwork to file. Do you go and, <laughs> are you going to... Are you going to rest in the main event, Cody? No, nah, you just go against uh, the big lad in a bull rope match. It'll be fine. What? Yeah, you can main event. It's fine. It's fine. Just off you go, Dustin. I've got business to do. <laughs> so we're going to put the young kid over, are we? Uh, Dustin? Dustin? Oh, he's already gone out to the ring. He said we're going to call it out there. Oh, sorry, Nick. You're not going over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an odd one, wasn't it? I didn't quite get Fun it. Fun match, but... though. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. Like, this is AW. Like, there's a certain standard, you know? I do like Nick. Nick Is it Nick Comarato? Have I probably butchered his surname? I just love I've him. I've heard that I... name. I know his face, the guy with the big hairy guy with the lots of hair and the big muscles and stuff. He's the berserker. He's the yeah, berserker. I bloody Hoss, love it. Hoss, Hoss. Hoss. Yeah. <laughs> Not his gimmick, but still. Uh, can we talk about these ugly fucking tag belts? Yes, we can. Aren't they fucking disgusting? Oh, I've never hated belts more they're copper they've got fucking stupid roman helmets on they're just the worst i tell you what i have decided to do though this year and i did put it out on twitter earlier actually before we started podcasting i'm never a fan of replica belts but i've decided that for the rest of this year if possible i'm going to start collecting dragon gate replica belts oh that's not a bad choice the, the, the newer ones are less pretty but they're still pretty good looking. The old ones. Oh my god. I want all the keys. The... I want all the keys. And I want to put them behind my desk for my work calls. And people go, did you win that? And I'll just go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive Pac for being in the building with that belt and not doing photo opportunities. But I bet still that's the closest the closest you ever thought you'd get to that belt. I got to see that belt in person. Was yeah. a fucking glorious moment. I, I remember Pac came out. I was happy that Park was back on the Indies. It's been a long time. I I was just looking at the belt going, oh, wow, (laughs) there it is. (laughs) I've seen that belt for 20 odd years now. Fucking hell, but never in person. And even if he was going to do, even if he was going to do um, photo ops with the belt, he certainly wasn't going to after IPW fucked up that shitty ring. (laughs) Mate, it was so bad. The ring broke, what, one match in? I'm pretty sure that's actually constructed using Edler's dick. (laughs) fucking tiny anyway everyone in the cage now uh introduction from aw's justin roberts uh such a slow start get on with it we've got three hours to fill i guess you know it wasn't i mean the thing that bothered me most here among many other things like gold dust freaking out road dog so he tried to escape through the door so establishing the rules are pretty dumb <laughs> oh i'm gonna get out of the cage door it's like fucking hell road dog learn the rules you can't leave the cage yeah sure sure so um, I have a question. That is I, it was it an over under on how long the CM Punk <laughs> chant started? <laughs> no, no. It's like I'm watching this match, right? And uh, the question I have for you, Tax Williams, is what is the point in a 10 second skip forward button when the network freezes for 12 seconds every time you push it? <laughs> I will also counter your question with another question: How I watch the network on my um. On my, on my smart TV, because I don't like watching things on computers because I've got old boy eyes. Why is it every time I start watching a program WWE, 
it's it buffers it buffers and it says oops there's a problem and i have to then start again by watching every fucking video literally everybody earlier when i finished watching this episode of raw i had like 20 minutes of it left so i obviously luckily the network's very good it remembers where your last viewing point was and i put Sometimes. it on and it was uh, during uh, a match we haven't spoken about yet and it was like it dip dip it dip dip circle 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 oops something went wrong and audible from me going oh fucking hell <laughs> still better than peacock but anyway <laughs> um, still better still better than fucking fight yeah fight needs some development that's for sure they need some fucking mods in their much. chat oh my god it's so bad there was fucking swash stickers flooding the chat the other day <laughs> awful um cm punk cm punk so these boys have a pretty boring tag match that also happens to be in a cage. <laughs> it's almost like they forgot they had a cage to work with. I, I'm being really fucking serious. Did they use the cage once apart from the finish? Only the finish, but you know, that's classic That's classic gimmick match. Save it to the end, boys. Save it to the end. This is some but smoky like, mountain th- bullshit. <laughs> they have the bullshit with Road Dog semi-escaping the cage and stuff like, okay, yeah, fine. But like, I don't remember one person being thrown into the cage at all this entire match. No, they ne- they didn't use it as a weapon. That's because you know they don't have a heel or face dynamic. The faces can't throw the heels into the cage because that's heelish, and the heels who are actually faces also can't do it because they're getting a face pop and a, a big paycheck. Um, I suppose the only thing is um, they're running way too much logic. To this it's a cage match. Throw the dickhead in the fucking cage. It's a cage match. <laughs> you know, I think it's that simple. I suppose Gold Dust going for the crossbody and going into the cage that's the only thing which then led to a breakout of like we want punk charts and then it faded to black <laughs> don't know i'll probably skipped it uh so um disaster kick to billy gun in 2014 only gets a two and i immediately audibly went for fuck's sake what <laughs> okay but cody starts eyeing the top of the cage and like uh-oh <laughs> cody Goes to the top of the cage. I mean, the tippity top. The same side as the hard cam. Facing the hard cam. It looks fucking awesome. Cody throws himself into a Kurt Angle-esque moonsault off the top of the cage. Not as impressive as the AEW one because that cage was fucking massive. But still, in 2014, this looks really, really cool. Road Dog is there to catch him. Or not. <laughs> in this case... Needs more murder clown. Cody Rhodes. Can we do a drum roll, maybe? <laughs> Cody Rhodes. He needs a murder clown very, very badly. This was fucking diabolical. As we've always said, I mean, at least murder clown catch murder clown can catch Aerostar falling from the roof of a venue. The least you can fucking do off a 17 foot high steel cage is catch the son of a plum the son of a son of a plumber <laughs> road dog is a piece of shit oh you didn't know <laughs> holy fuck man he literally sidesteps cody to avoid catching him entirely he's right there he's literally gonna fall onto him in a position where he can just like gently lower him down even just having an arm there that somewhat break his fall but he just kind of moves to the side and goes whoopsie 
as Cody slams into the fucking mat from the top of the cage. Like, what a prick. And just to fucking put the cherry on the cake here, Cody's standing up going, oh, <laughs> Billy Gunn gives him a favor, sir, because fuck you, one, two, fuck this company, three, the old age outlaws win for some fucking reason. What? You, you guarantee backstage after this, Road Dog and Triple H like, <laughs> see what we did to the young guy? <laughs> also, what did that guy do to Ahmed Johnson's dick? His tag team partner, you know, he touched him up. Yeah, see what Every we did. Every week. <laughs> Fucking hell. Just to emphasize how much of a twat road dog is in this situation particularly. They replay the cage dive from a few different angles just to make sure you see road dog not catching Cody or Cody hitting road dog with the fucking moonsault. Makes Cody look bad. Makes road dog look like a prick. You know, they pin Cody straight away off of this amazing spot. Where the fuck is Goldust? Gotta protect Goldust. He's the next big thing. Hey, Tax. Hey, Rich. What's a wrestling match you've always wanted to see? Well, (laughs) I really hate Nick Gage, so I love the fact he's wrestling Long Island Ice Z, Zack Ryder, and then I really love someone. I want him to wrestle a guy who flies all the way to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, who runs as fast as he physically can down the ring to get into the greatest (laughs) Royal Rumble, stacks it, and literally slides under the ring. If someone could just give me Titus O'Neil from the primetime players against Zack Ryder from Shit Wrestling Academy, I would love to see that match. Well, you are in luck, my friend, because next up is Zack Ryder versus Titus O'Neil. Titus turned heel on his millions of dollars, millions of dollars, tag team match, friend, whatever, Darren Young. That was the name of their tag, right? Millions of dollars, because that's what they said all the time. That's the one thing I remember them for. Primetime players. Millions of dollars. No, no, they're called the millions of dollars tax. Get it right. They, they say millions of dollars over and over again. That's their gimmick. But they're the millions of dollar mans. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Who's that twat on NXT again? That's the million dollar champ. I think you'll find he's L A. Night, you know, D M D L A Night D M D. Good L A Night Cock. L A Night might be the worst fucking name for a wrestler I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like he should be a dickhead at medieval times in Los Angeles. Well, based on his wrestling family, he probably is a dickhead if he's part of the Knight family. Oh, <laughs> took me a second. I'm like, I put two and two together. I know British wrestling. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Tax, could you... There go goes another set? booking. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to get booked by them, don't worry about it. Ask Tax to go through this epic encounter as a note I have here. <laughs> My first note here is, Zack Ryder's still alive. Mm. Titus, newly healed Titus O'Neil dumps Zack Ryder to the outside, slams against the ring barrier, while the Miz makes his way, <laughs> just strolls down to commentary. Miz complains about not being on Raw, well, he's on commentary, so he is on Raw, while uh, Zack Ryder gets... But basically, kick the shit out of. So, so you have this moment where Miz is comes out right and is just burying Ryder and Titus on commentary. Newly heel turned Titus, and I'm like, eat your heart out, Scott Hall. This is how you do wrestling. <laughs> Ryder, Ryder managed to fight out of a big old bear hug. Love a bear hug in uh, 2014. Hits the oh, Broski yeah. boot, uh, but Titus catches him coming off the top, and then hits a backbreaker before hitting Clash of the Titus. For the one, two, thrizzly three. Total squad match. <laughs> so gangster. 
Um, you know what WWE Network needs? Um, <laughs> a, 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 a skip 10 seconds button that doesn't crash? Yeah, just a skip to the next chapter button would do, you know. <laughs> crowd couldn't Fuck. care. Oh, sorry. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say, crowd couldn't care about this match, and neither did I. <sighs> Literally, the definition of filler. What the fuck is the Miz doing out here? Why is he burying these two guys? Why are these two guys even wrestling? Who gives a fuck about any of this? Like, in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> hey, Rich. Yes. You know what used to be really good during the Divas time? <laughs> Other than nothing. Go you for know, it. You know how they used to always get them to do like sultry dancing? Mm. I think it's only fair that this shouldn't be just for the ladies. You know, in 2014, we're all about you know, equality. So what I really need is a They'll dance They'll call the women's wrestlers divas, just, just to throw it out there. At this time, they were divas. Yeah. Where's the women's tag division, by the way, in 2021? Don't... Where's the women's division in 2021? Who cares? Let's just move it's on. In, it's, <laughs> in NXT, it's in NXT. <laughs> All moving across to AW day by day. I, I promise you, it's all going there. Hey, Mickey James Please is continue. doing Mickey James is doing an all ladies show for Billy Corgan's NWA. That's fine. It's true, apparently. Yeah. I, I noticed your tweet earlier actually about Anderson Silver fighting this weekend, and that's as yeah. well promoted as Mickey James's all ladies show is. No advertising <laughs> whatsoever. There'll probably be more people at the Mickey James show, the Anderson Silver boxing match this weekend, which I didn't know was happening until the Thursday before the weekend that my friend in MMA journalism happened to post around it literally going why has no one promoted this fight <laughs> it's anderson silver it's one of the greatest fighters of all time i saw oh, he's fighting a 54 year old man or whatever like jesus christ i saw no, it on the I'm fight boxing. app no, thank earlier you. because i thought ah oh, it's thursday morning i watched some uh dynamite oh shit mm. it's not until friday night no. and yeah. i saw it as i scrolled through i was like this guy looks an awful lot like anderson silver funny he's got the same <laughs> name <laughs> Yeah, like I legitimately probably would have just completely missed it if I, I hadn't been told by Justin, but it's what it is. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, the whole AEW moving from Wednesday to Friday is a fucking ball ache, isn't it? It's an absolute disaster. I I'm hoping they're moving to TBS means that it can be on Wednesdays no matter what. Yeah, I, I mean, in a way, selfishly, I, I like it because while my daughter's in drama, I can just sit in the car and watch it on my phone. So that's right, pretty okay. good. Um. But before it, ruins, I did quite... it absolutely ruins my schedule of streaming and podcasting and stuff, to be honest, mate. It's awful. Yeah. But, but anyway, Fandango is here. And Summer Rae. Yeah. Good old Summer Rae. But um, there's, there's a little thing that happens after they make their entrance. Cole tells us it's Black History Month. So here's a video montage of tons of people we never pushed. But why didn't we push them, Rich? <laughs> well, it's Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's answer in itself, isn't it? All we need now <laughs> is... Fucking Vince, racist cunt. Anyway, sorry. Now, did they get Michael Knee to voice over this, sh this montage? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's Fandango to do some sexy dancing. It's always appreciated. And here's his opponent tonight. Apparently, it's Santino. Santino Powell walks to the ring. It's genuinely funny. Grabs a mic and goes, Hey, Fandingo. Sorry, Fandingo. <laughs> and I was like, "That's great. That's really funny." <laughs> getting it wrong and then deliberately getting it wrong again, but doing Fandango's gimmick of the extending the name, pronouncing it differently. Oh, mate, that, best part of the show. <laughs> it's really clever. That's really funny. He did well for himself. Sorry, I'll make over you gone. 
other than winning the IC belt in Milan when he was the guy in the crowd, this is mm. you know, this character, this comedy character, is probably the best thing he did and made a lot of money out of it. Yeah, I would have loved to have had like a Colt Cabana on these shows as well so they can play off each other and stuff. I know you need a straight man and a comedy guy. But that's why he had Kozlov. <laughs> I mean, that was terrible, but I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, I remember Santino being annoying. And honestly, the last few bits we've seen of him here and there, I think he's very funny. Remember when they pushed him in the elim- in the rumble and then the elimination chamber, like a, a couple of years from now, when he like yeah. almost beat Del Rio. <laughs> it was like this is the best. Like that old gimmick came out and he actually started doing proper wrestling and just like oh so cool man, seeing how talented the guy is, but also very very funny. And I think once Vince knows you're funny, you're never getting out of that yeah. gambit. You know, second favorite wrestler who can do the splits. Interesting. Who's the first? Will Power. Oh, okay. I'm thinking Melina, maybe. <laughs> Although Willpower does it in the in the gimmick, rather than doing the splits to duck a clothesline, Willpower does it where he goes for the kick. The opponent grabs the leg and then just stretches him out so he lands in the splits and obviously nice. sells the uh, discomfort. That's awesome. I'm like, can the shark do the splits? <laughs> the shark could do anything he wants. My favorite wrestler. He's not a shark. He's a man. <laughs> Uh, Santino says Summer Day will have a dance off with a person from the crowd. <laughs> I'm like, Summer Day, it's funny. Uh, Emma's here. At least she's actually involved in the show this week, not just in the crowd. They they do a dance off. Summer Day does ballroom dancing. Well, whatever. Emma goes doop, 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 doop with her kind of sharky hand thing that she does. Her, think, crab, uh, her crab pointing. Hmm. I think this Emma gimmick is meant to be entertaining, but um, I never quite got it. Did you ever watch The Inbetweeners? Yes. So the episode where Will goes to the gig and takes drugs, and at the end his hand's just flipping up Ambulance, in the air. Ambulance, mummy. <laughs> yeah, this is what Emma's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny fucking episode. I love that show. It's so good. Um. Emma is going now. We'll I've got to go on. and throw up and then we'll come back. I didn't make it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best lines, man. <laughs> I'm thinking about the next episode as well, where they go to the university house. <laughs> why the why did you say why did you say bum then? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more WWE Network upcoming ads. Legends House. They should have kept that show going. What a great idea! How I much? Want, I want to see uh, the racist version, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> How much is the network? Um, do they tell us on this? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Hmm. Hmm. Sledgehammer down my face. Nine ninety nine. Oh, you don't say. But, but Legends House. Wouldn't you love to see like an uncut, like you know, misogynistic racist version of this? Like the real, like, the real people stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did. Did you ever watch it? Start. <laughs> no. Are you, right. Are you legitimate? Seriously, right? The first, the first episode, they have all the legends. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch it now. Oh, <laughs> Let's go watch it now. Fuck this show. Let's go watch that instead. That'd be great. <laughs> What's so good about it is like the first show. They have all the legends arrive. It's quite good, and then they have a very young, attractive lady who's basically like the host of the show turn up, and you see like Jim Duggan instantly get hard as this woman walks in. It's like, oh, hello. And they like they go and introduce themselves to their neighbours. It's it, genuinely a great <laughs> show. Yeah, I love the idea of it. 
like you look at those characters like and how much cocaine they've done over the years <laughs> and i'm just like those brains are fried this is gonna be awesome hillbilly jim basically the, the only person who's got out of wrestling gone god these guys are weird aren't they <laughs> yeah fucking a um, it's a shame for fame. Lobster, Lobster head. head. Still the best theme on this show by a mile. Seamus versus Guess Excited, everyone. It's El Hijo de Perfect. Yay. I love ice cream, Henning. <laughs> I know what you've done there. You've taken a Loz ice cream yep. gimmick and yep. added Henning in there. But you've missed the, the lucha no, no, bit. That, you've just gone for ice cream. Yeah, exactly. That's the fun <laughs> part. Rather than going El Hijo to ice cream, I've got ice oh, cream Henning. So <laughs> it's also funny when I have to explain it to my... No, there's nothing lucha about ice cream. You understand that, right? <laughs> Why that joke doesn't work for anyone else apart from me, which is fine. I appreciate it. But... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, I was so disappointed I didn't win his ring gear. That would have been amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facts, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure that perfect Cito is really worthy of this remix of his dad's theme oh god no god no mm, weird isn't it he even has a t-shirt that says better than perfect i'm like huh <laughs> are you sure mate no no mm. no 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 considering that dolph ziggler's entrance music has i am perfection in he's closer to perfect than his son is unfortunately yeah dolph ziggler isn't quite getting the pop he was a show ago was he no. Anyway, um, so they're fully fully acknowledging that he's Mr. Perfect's son because of the theme tune and the t-shirt and everything else. But we're still calling him Curtis Axel. Yeah, because Michael McGillicuddy wasn't good enough. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting decision, isn't it? You've got to say. Well, um, they've got to put Axe in there for Larry the Axe Henning. So that's, the, that's where they're going to do it. Because, you know... Randy Orton, Natalia Neidhart, Joe, he- oh no, Michael McGillicuddy, <laughs> Curtis Axel, <laughs> whatever. Um, so it's Seamus versus Curtis Axel. Do you know what the WWE Network really could need? <laughs> Content. Uh, throughout the match, Perfect Concani goes after Lobsterhead's shoulder, bro kick. One, two, three. Seamus wins. The shame to lobster. Batista walks backstage. Or we come back from ads and in all denim, fucking Batista, Scott Hall's all over the shop tonight. I was going to, well, we had WCW backstage hallway walking, so yeah, yeah why not? Got to be done. Batista walks to the ring. He won the Rumble, don't you know? Commentary put over that Batista apparently still hasn't picked who he wants to face at WrestleMania, even though Randy Orton earlier in the show was being like, I'm definitely going to beat Batista at WrestleMania. And also, there's only one champion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess he could pick someone else on the roster, but yeah, undeniable logic there, Mr. Tax Williams. Well played. I hadn't thought about that. It's what I'm here for. But good thing, what you want is someone who is has integrity he's got <laughs> respect for women he is not a cunt but sadly all of those people are booked elsewhere so it's del rio yeah are you a woman are you in this arena run <laughs> um uh, bertie river interrupts big dave chats of bollocks batista needs a warm-up for mania i guess uh, i mean <laughs> Bertie does hit him quite hard, doesn't he? With his microphone. Yep. 
And then Bert, Bertie, Bertie doesn't know. Yeah, Bertie doesn't know how to work safe, does he? Bertie's always worked snug. Yeah. And Big Dave didn't look happy about it, did he? But he used to drooled on himself a bit. That was fun. And <laughs> nothing like gunging on yourself in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is a six-man tag team match of Dolph Ziggler, R Truth, and Xavier Woods versus New the Wyatt. <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> no. Why would it be? Because <laughs> there's only one member of the New Day, another black guy who you may have mistaken for another black wrestler, and Dolph Ziggler. So, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I'm just questioning. I'm going to go with the, the tenuous link that Dolph Ziggler did used to be accompanied <laughs> by Big E Langston. So, technically, he's part of the uh, the New Day. Yep. One in the in fairness, we had the New Day earlier, so this is the new New Day. So, it's fine. I'm trying to think of a pun really fast. is isn't the new Hefe like we had earlier. What's funny about Dolph Ziggler? El Hijo de Nude. <laughs> There's no Mexicans. What are you talking about? How dare funny. you? How dare you? <laughs> Dolph Ziggler is like one-eighth Mexican. <sighs> They're wrestling the Wyatt family. Bray Wyatt, Eric Wyatt, and Luke Harper. Uh, absolutely <laughs> fuck all. <laughs> like, fuck all pop for Ziggler this week. And I'm like, well, that didn't last. We know we questioned it going, is he really over in 2014? Yeah, apparently fucking not. Um, That's because he didn't bring his trombone out. <laughs> that was the wrong part. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Uh, here's Truth with Xavier Woods. Hey, Vince, why did you put Woods with Truth exactly? I don't think Truth needs a mouthpiece. They can both the- rap. How, why do they can both rap? Just, just, let me do my fucking bit. Fucking cunt. <laughs> Truth doesn't need a mouthpiece. Neither does Woods, for that matter. They're both pretty good in the ring. They're not being put into the tag division, so why are they being put together, Vince? Hmm? Why are these two gentlemen together? Hmm? They both worked really well together in TNA. Yeah. Were you going to say something else? We interrupted me, you bastard. I was, uh, was going to move on to the wire. How dare you talk on your own podcast, you fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sorry. Sorry, I didn't want to take the shine from you. I also thought we were going oh, down no, no, a dangerous road. No, no, I'm sorry road. for interrupted you. I definitely didn't mean to do it that time. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were already on quite a dangerous road here. I thought I'd try and steer us away before humour, inverted commas, takes over. <laughs> Good shout. Uh, white entrance is awesome. The blackout, the we're here pre-tape, the, 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 um, the lamp entrance, the fireflies, creepy bayou kind of banjo music. Um, it's easy money, right? They can't possibly screw up booking these people. Well, in fairness, leading up to Chamber, Shield versus Wyatt, it's going to be people who are interested in it. People want it. Great. How are they doing in 2021, Tax? Well, uh, one of them has sadly passed. One of them is no longer with the company and one of them is mourning the death of his friend. Let's talk about his booking before he went to AEW. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt's booking up until that point. Let's talk about how they've used Eric Rowan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, Eric Rowan had a wine fetish, and then he had a gimmick, and then he had a gimp in a cage. Brody had a wonderful ladder match. Did you Dolph. call a spider a gimp? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't stick around to see what was under the in the, in the cage. Okay, okay. And uh, a, it's a remote robot spider that everyone was terrified for. Remember, remember I think was it made bleed like, tons. Oh, no hmm. idea. Someone and played then, loads. Anyway. And Bray sang the theme to the new series of Total Bellas. So <laughs> he's done all right. You can look, but you can't touch. Oh, that was the one good thing they've done with him. They buried him to gold dust. Goldberg, I mean. 
I'll yeah. never forgive them for that. I remember sitting in the office watching that happening and just like palm, face palming, being like, what are they doing? Even at the end, when they had Bray stand behind him, he was celebrating before they made the lights go. I guarantee behind that mask, he was sitting there going, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Think about the build with Seth and the year before that. They were just like, nah, we don't need new stars. Fuck it. Have Goldberg win. It's pointless. Fucking Why? idiots. Why? Fucking idiots, man. Absolute fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven years later, we're still watching. You have to do it Are for we? your job. I get paid to watch it. I don't know why you watch it. <laughs> I, I haven't watched an episode of My Night Raw in like years. I don't think I've watched an episode of Raw. Apparently no one has. They did 1.4 million this week. They were doing 4 million in 2014, mate. That food podcast did more than that. Yeah, a fucking pod does more than people that watch 205 Live. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh God. I realized something this week that I was going to bring up to you in the podcast. We'll get back to this match later. Who cares about 2014? Um, <laughs> we're already doing a whole podcast series about it. Do you remember we did um, a show over an American Indian? There was a guy called Alex Zane, and we were just like, this guy is fucking incredible. He's going to be the not the new star. Like, I text you about this. this. Moon. I text you about this, remember, and you text back. <laughs> what, did I, what was that text exchange? <laughs> I've, I've had a weird few weeks. I've not been sleeping I'll, um, much. I'll, um, I'll find it. But, yeah, but Alex Zane fucking quality hmm. so let's let's search through our uh our message history does it say where he is <laughs> yeah he's in fucking 205 i said i did i had no idea that he was in 205 live wow that, that's and you really messaged, funny that because i, I literally back. looked this yesterday going oh shit he's in 205 live that's where they buried him <laughs> <laughs> this was like five weeks ago and you messaged back going yeah. yeah i had no idea he was there <laughs> you know how i'm like i've got a bad memory there you go. That's a good example of it. <laughs> but yeah, he's fucking brilliant. He shouldn't be anywhere near that shit show that draws less than our pod. Fucking idiots. They have a fucking superstar just sitting there being wasted away on 205 Live. What a waste. <sighs> Put him on TV. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't do anything with him. Put him on TV. Let him wrestle Ricochet. Just just yeah. let him wrestle, wrestle fucking... <laughs> Anyone good? Sheamus. Let's have him wrestle Sheamus. Let's have him wrestle fucking Rey Mysterio. He will have the best fucking matches and tell the best fucking stories of anyone on your goddamn fucking roster. He's there. He's ready to go. We're like, nah, 205 Live. We're like five people watch every fucking week, you morons. I found the message. So I messaged you on the th- Thursday, the 13th of May and said, I didn't realize WWE had Alex Zane on the books. He was really impressive when we watched him on the pod. So of course, he's on 205 Live. And your, resp- <laughs> and your response a day later was, had no idea he debuted. He's so awesome. And he's been in WWE for all about a year now, I think. <laughs> WWE yeah. do love wasting talent was what your message back was. Yeah. Said in beautiful irony, obviously, because I wish they wouldn't. Quick question. Which, quick question. <laughs> go on, go on. So, in a later feud yeah. with the New Day and the Wyatts, where Bray Wyatt possessed Woods, hmm. why did Wyatt not possess Woods now? <laughs> the Wyatts beat the fuck out of the face, lads. Realized there's an issue with the Wyatts. Who takes the heat? We talked about that earlier. Uh, sister Abigail's a Zigglypop. One, two, three. Uh, the, what? Zigglypop? Is that what yeah, you popped yeah, for? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, the Wyatt family. Pop. <laughs> the Shield do a Wyatt family and cut a promo from backstage, interrupting their celebration. I say celebration. They stand around, and look creepy. They're great. 
Uh, annoyingly, the shield are doing the we're re- recording this thing ourselves by holding the bottom of the camera lens that obviously a camera op is holding because they all do the fisty bump thing at the end and all three of them have their hands in. So I'm like, who's holding the camera now, you fucking dickheads? <laughs> oh, the big Awful. dog is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what he calls it? Yep. <laughs> the third hand, the third fist. <laughs> as opposed to don Callis, the invisible hand yeah the big the big dog hand hmm. that's uh, what jerry lawler's got the invisible hand oh. <laughs> rusev cuts uh you don't come to russia russia comes to you promo it's fucking great lana does some translating um it will be good once that gets going i'm hoping we get to see some of that but i know it takes a year or two to get going really doesn't it i think so but you know great package for the two of them and now Miro gets to be the killer we all want. Oh, literally the best guy in wrestling right now. I say to you every single fucking week, best promo, best in ring, best character, best gear, best moveset. Like, he's just the fucking best. I literally would have him come out, smash Kenny Omega next week on Dynamite, fuck every other story to the side, and have Miro squash Kenny Omega in two seconds and give him that fucking belt and let him run because he is fucking ready. Do you think the pop when Hangman wins would be better beating Miro than it would with Kenny, though? No, but I don't think Hangman's ready. I think Miro is. Agreed. I like Hangman, but he's still not head of the company while they're still trying to build an audience. Yeah. You need to have Hangman be like an option, and then Miro comes in and smashes all of them. And just like, no, 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 no. This is my belt, my fucking company. I, want, I, would, I, I would have him be the fucking Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man, or whatever, the Austin, whatever you want to do. I'd base everything on Miro right now. I think he's that fucking good. I was going to say, and again, I know we're sort of running close to time, but imagine they basically have Miro go after Hangman, and this is what turns Kenny back, and then it's face Kenny versus heel Miro. So basically, Kenny comes back to defend Hangman. And it's like, if you really want to protect him, you want to stop me killing him, put your belt on the line, then goes in, kills Omega instead. And then Hangman and Kenny can get back together as friends because and unite over a common enemy. Yeah. You know what I would do? I would have, if, if you can eventually get to the point where you're turning Kenny face, I have like somehow get married to New Japan and have him squash Ibushi like, and beat the shit out of him and just constantly talk to the camera and be like, Kenny, I'm coming for you, Kenny. <laughs> you know, he's so good. So fucking good. New Japan would never go for that, but it would be fucking hilarious. You know what um, else is good? Mm. Naomi versus Aksana. <laughs> so, Tax, do you know what the WWE Network could really use? <laughs> <laughs> AJ Lee with Tamina is here to jump on commentary. AJ Lee tells us that she took the pinfall last week to Naomi because she was distracted by, and I quote here, glitter, estrogen, and many other girls. <laughs> the what other great, great, the other great thing <laughs> as Naomi throws forearms in the corner, AJ calls her a very sexy baked potato. <laughs> AJ Lee just flat out burying everyone right now. She she has a moment where she goes, Oh, I just buried Naomi. I don't hate Naomi. I think she's got a lot of potential. So she says some nice things about her. But she did call her a baked potato for two seconds before it. So, you know. And, sure, and shortly drops. after that, like Michael Cole goes, I know obviously you can't discredit having um Cameron at ringside. <laughs> and then AJ went, Yeah, Cameron, she's a really good cheerleader. A glorified she's a glorified cheerleader. <laughs> fucking awesome aj lee is banter man she just doesn't give a fuck looking to be fired wants to go off with punk obviously at this point had enough and she's still the champ it's fucking great um 
there's a point where Roxana is standing over Naomi. And what happens, Dax? <sighs> well, I mean, <laughs> could, could this be where Oksana dangerously <laughs> knee drops Naomi right in the eye socket? It's fucking unbelievable. She just <laughs> stiff as fuck, slams a knee into Naomi's eye socket. And the ref has to check on Naomi after some real sloppy, like, get the fuck off me, pinfall attempt. And you can literally hear Naomi going, I've got it, go away. <laughs> Frustration to the ref. Like, she's like, this fucking gun just needs me in the eye. What the fuck? She drops all her body weight on that knee. It's fucking like Dana's awful. I know That's like classic it. Lithuanian shoot style. <laughs> Naomi does a split leg moonsault RVD a style for the one, two, three, because obviously, you know, RVD setup moves are great for Divas finishes, apparently. Um the pterodactyls of Funky Town get the better of Alicia Fox. Like that, yeah. Good. <laughs> and AJ poses with the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> uh what about Jay Tags? Yep. I mean the only difference here was there was actual physical contact when Aksana tried to destroy Naomi's eye socket. Naomi's mm. very good at wrestling, but AJ Lee's very good on commentary, including burying Tamina as well at the same time. With 30 minutes left on the show still, Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan, your main event of the evening is up next. 63 days into WrestleMania. Uh, 30 minutes left on the show. Let's go. So the stakes are match. high. The stakes mm. are high because if Dragon wins, the authority might consider who the face of WWE is. So the stakes are here. <laughs> so it's Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton. Uh, do you want to go through some of this? I mean, there are a lot of it's like Orton stalls, pulls Bryan by the beard uh, to break an armbar, suplex to Orton. Bryan, I mean, the thing to notice here, Bryan is over as hell. It's not just a one-off yeah. leading up to this. Everywhere it goes. And if anything, this dull, fucking disinterested crowd finally woke up just for one man. Yeah, it's, it's not Randy Orton. That's a fucking job. No. I mean, we, we get Dragon hitting knee lifts through, fires into a dragon screw leg whip. Then he wraps Orton's leg around the ring post. That's a heel thing, doing a drop kick on that. Can he do that, Joey? <laughs> but again, establishing a target in a main event, he's taking out the vertical base of Orton. So Brian's got a target. Then Orton comes back and starts trying to work on the shoulder. So we've now got the idea of two adversaries going after individual body parts and then obviously the shitty commentators going oh but we take out the vertical base Orton can't hit the RKO if you take away Daniel Bryan's arm he can't put in the yes lock ma, 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 ma. That, and the disparity between Orton selling and Dragon selling to get heat man Dragon's so fucking good at selling that shoulder does that backdrop thing onto the guardrail and Dragon sells it like he's fucking broken his shoulder. He's, he continues to sell it like that throughout the entirety of the match. Even when he's heating up, you can see him just like shrug his shoulder or reach for it or like bend down and stretch it even the tiniest bit just to sell it. Just to know it's always there. Orton's just like, yeah, yeah, cool. And just starts doing moves. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, Randy, don't worry about it. <laughs> the only time Orton does any selling is when Dragon goes to the goes top rope, Hurricane Rana then applies yeah. a surfboard, and Orton sounds like me trying to get it out before my daughter wakes up in my wife. <laughs> that sentence sounded very weird from my perspective. Uh, do, do you want to just say that again? <laughs> I've got to speed bang my wife before my daughter wakes up in the morning, so I've got like a three-second right. window. Okay, cool. When you listen back to that, I think you'll find it funny. <laughs> commentary. So will my wife. <laughs> At one point, commentary She says, won't be there. <laughs> She'll find out I'm having an affair. 
We're limited for time. Let's get through this. Michael Cole says, uh, this is the match the WWE Universe is clamoring for, and this should be a classic. And I'm like, you do not understand your audience. Um, so, uh, Kane does a run-in. Uh, Dragon gets the better of both Kane and Randy. Bombay for the one, two, three. And Daniel Bryan overcomes Kane and Randy Orton, even though the Kane authority Kane is meant to be representing Triple H and Steph, so maybe shouldn't be there to help Randy because Triple H and Steph don't really like Randy, do they, Tax? So this also now means that Daniel Bryan has won the potential to be the face of the company. Mm. Even Does though that... the people who are declaring that sent down their guy to stop him from becoming that person, and he still became that person anyway. Now, does he get a belt, a mm. cup, a certificate? I mean, he should have a big poster saying, this is how you do storytelling, <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's a fairness, fucking mess, dude, to be fair. The, the run-in defeats the object of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to prove. Yeah, um, it immediately gives the game away. But again, it's trying to... Ho- the, I would hope they're going to start teasing that Randy Orton can't do it by himself, which is what leads to potential tension with Big Dave. In fairness, as we said at the start of the show, Daniel Bryan can get a great match out of anyone, and it was quite an enjoyable match for half an hour for Randy Orton match. I wouldn't say it was great because he wouldn't sell for shit but watching dragon try and pull a match out of his ass with him i wouldn't say we're talking yeah. brett bulldog levels of pulling a match out of his ass no no considering no. it was quite bulldog enjo- could work <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> but considering it was quite an enjoyable match in comparison to what else we've had on this show hmm. um i thought it set the scene and also you know let's go with pay-per-view logic daniel bryan just pinned the champion on raw so what's going to happen at chamber yeah he There's ain't winning moment- for shit <laughs> that, that bit where Dragon standing on the turnbuckle. Uh, no, sorry, Orton is sta- uh, sitting on the turnbuckle. Dragon stands on the second ropes, and you can see uh, Daniel going. Daniel, I see Brian Danielson going. I'm going to give you a Rana now, and Orton's like, "Oh, okay. How do I do that?" Because <laughs> he doesn't do high spots, and so Dragon goes up, and Randy grabs the legs and goes, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> it's like he remembers how to do the spot almost as they're doing it. It's like I'll vividly remember the look on Orton's face during that moment, and just being like. Oh yeah, you could be forced to do high spots if someone just does them to you. Like Dragon, he's the best. Man. He's so good. Having having flashbacks to OVW and Cornette was shouting at him, going, "You're not supposed to go to the top rope." <laughs> <laughs> so Dragon wins. Uh, Post match, Randy and Kane are too much for Dragon, who eventually gets the beat down from the two uh, corporate lads, or not, or whatever storytelling. Uh, corporate Kane does the ring post pyro, which I was like, "Are you meant to do that?" Uh, aren't you the corporate one now but the, the obviously the pyro guys also forgot that as well because it's about three seconds before it kicks in it's a bit awkward gets because kane's really angry because his wrestlemania paydays walked out yeah randy's still stall with the two belts and we're out of here but again gotta beat down the face because can't send the fans home happy to put the underdog in more peril he got the win which i didn't think he would yeah, I didn't think Dragon was winning this, and he did, which is very, very good. I like that. So, so far, he is undefeated. I mean, he he won, he won at the Rumble, didn't he? He beat Bray Wyatt? Uh, I think he did. I think he mm. beat Bray. <laughs> I think he, he lost, but... Okay, well, since the, since the Rumble, all two weeks, and also on... Mm. I was about to say he's. I was about to say I about to say he won on SmackDown, but he didn't. So they're sort of trying to keep Daniel Bryan strong. It's weird, man. Strange booking, but yeah. Mm. But setting the story going forward, so Dragon's beaten him. 
he's now beaten the champion. So now he's got more fuel to the fire. It's a case of, I've beaten your champion, even with outside interference. So in a way, even if it's accidentally done and arse about face way of getting there, Dragon, their top, top baby face, has beaten the champion. He's come up against adversity and he's still winning. The crowd pops even in a shithole venue in Nebraska where no mm-hmm. one was interested in wrestling. Dragon got a huge loud pop. Only just beating the old age outlaws, but he still got the best pop of the night. So the swell of support. What? It's a good thing. How, how did Dragon can... beat the old age outlaws? What are you talking about? I'm confused. Got a bigger pop. Oh, okay. Yes, he did. Yes. Sorry. And then he also beat them at the back. One, two, three, twenty-four-seven champion. And <laughs> <laughs> but the, so as the story is progressing, we've had the guy who the fans are clamoring for. The authority are now having to acknowledge potentially storyline-wise that Dragon could be the face of WWE, even though they're trying to, you know, not do that, sending out Kane to ringside. We're setting up for Shield versus Wyatt's at Chamber. Yeah, there's some you good know, stuff going on for sure. The, the the two main stories going into the Elimination Chamber, which is normally a throwaway pay-per-view, you know, I'll be interested... I mean, I can't fucking wait to see a John Cena-Randy Orson match if we get one. Big match John conspicuous by his absence this week. Yeah. Smackdown. No Cena at all on the show. Bit weird. But still. Maybe and also something? Hmm, don't know. And also the undercard progressing with Zeb and Swagger. AJ feuding with Naomi so we're getting seeds planted oh hang on what seeds that they've said on the commentary that Naomi's pinned her twice albeit in tag action and that Naomi now Bruh. she's won this match hey Bruh. come on how are they doing it like two minute matches and bullshit <laughs> like finishes and oh it's awful well it was just because they, they just because someone wins or loses doesn't mean that like you know they're doing a good job of it I didn't say they were doing a good job. I'm saying yeah. the seeds are being planted for storylines. I didn't say the story was good. Just about. It's very tenuous, if you ask me. And I think this, this is a roster of cucked people with all the ability in the world and not being able to express it in terms of creating their own stories and promos and stories in ring. And Ryback. <laughs> yeah, he needs the guidance. But Oh, yeah. Where was Brad yeah. Maddox this week? Uh, yeah, the Raw GM apparently isn't on the show sometimes. You know, It's kind of weird, isn't it? Hang on. He wasn't there. Who else Careful wasn't now. there? So uh, there's a few good <laughs> feuds, but the stories are pretty illogical throughout for me. Uh, three hours is unbelievably boring. It drags so much. I found myself like, you know, making a sandwich, just to have something to do. Like, it's not good for my weight, man. <laughs> that's just show at all. It's funny you should say that about a sandwich. And I, and I know we're, we're short for time, but I said this to uh, Coach Wicked earlier because uh, Will Power posted some historic SEPW events. And I was reminiscing about being a manager and I wrote the words, I like the manager role. It's one of those things that when I see it, I get the itch. And then reality kicks in and I'd rather just have a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to finish off my thing about this show, um, uh, there's so many attempts to be funny or entertaining in the scripting of this show and all of it falls a long way short to me. I don't know whether that's the writer's fault or Vince's fault or the talent's fault. I don't think it's the talent, if I'm totally honest. I think that's a serious problem, and it's probably the biggest problem that I think has left to the decline in their audience. Um, this show is a probably a two for me, two cornflakes, almost a one, but a 30-minute main event setting up Shield versus um, Wyatt's 
and uh, I oddly enjoyed the end of the Christian Swagger match. Um, yeah, the opening few segments weren't terrible. Some interesting stuff going on. It's a two for me, uh, based on things you said, and also Fandingo. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny bit. At least there's some creative freedom there. You know, I think that's sort of creative freedom bit. Who knows? Uh, right. Think, okay. Should we leave it there? Because uh, you've got to go to a meeting, don't you? Yeah. But, you know, uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Fanboy Rich. Followers of World of Rest Pod on Twitter. I realize we haven't promoted that very much. Uh, WorldOfWrestlingPodcast.com is the best place to find all your links to social media and merch and all that sort of stuff. All that sort of stuff. We've got some really cool fucking merch out there. So go buy some. Give us some money. We do. And you can find me at the tax williams on twitter facebook and instagram and i will quickly say this to finish and i know i mentioned speak it out beforehand i am reaching out to professional wrestlers because it's been a year some wrestlers are coming out saying oh i didn't know so and so was on the show so i worked it but i probably won't work it again i beg you genuinely if you would turn up on a card that someone who has been called out in speaking out and you're worried about losing your booking fee, leave, DM me, and I will sort something out for you. Genuinely, if you are only working these shows, and you rock up and you're worried about missing a payday, just fucking walk out. Don't let these people have fucking shows. And I genuinely, I will help you any way I can to try and financially remunerate you to walk out on those fucking shows, because you don't want your name associated with those wrongins those disgusting human beings and genuinely i don't want people missing a payday but you shouldn't be working for these assholes who cause so much damage to people so genuinely british wrestlers if you're on a card and you rock up somewhere that you genuinely didn't know about and most people know about now if you're booked on one of these cards you accept a booking you're a fuckwit but if you're there you don't know someone on that card's wrong and you've traveled up north and you don't know what's happened in that scene and you find out walk out and i will pay you your booking fee See you next week week for the 10th of February 2014 Raw. Then we've got one more Raw, then Elimination Chamber. It's all good. See you later, boys. Bye. The louder you guys are, the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get it, 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 get it,